0: So, are you
1: DTFF?
2: Once again, here is Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge.
3: Welcome back to DTFF, everyone. If you're joining us live this evening, thank you so much for doing that. As you can see, we've got a full crew this evening. We've got a couple wonderful guests joining us on our show. Uh, Before I introduce them, I've got to say hi to my co-host, Jake. First, Jake, how are you doing this evening?
2: Hi, Dustin. I'm doing fantastic. And I don't want to give away too much about the episode. I mean, part of it is because we have these awesome guests on, obviously. And part of it is uh, about what happened last week that I get to enjoy from an outsider's perspective tonight. But we'll get to that once it comes up. Let's, let's move yeah. along for now.
3: Thanks for letting all of our guests out there just dangle on that. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of <laughs> great guests this evening, uh, both returning to the show, but first time on the show together with us. So yeah, we've got Jen and Nate Povolt joining us. Uh, how are you both doing this evening?
1: Great. I mean, it's just barely evening for us here at 5.04 and Mountain Time, but it's the day was good. Busy day, uh, but good.
0: Always busy in our house. Always busy. Always football on the TV. But it's good, and we're here, so it makes me happy.
2: That's the important thing. You Mountaineers mm-hmm. there, just barely transitioning out of your work day into this. I appreciate that. Uh, I know we have some listeners probably in the same thing. I mean, God forbid that they're listening to us all all the way out on the West Coast. Because <laughs> get back to work if you're doing that.
3: Or, or not. Dope. Just yeah. your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about where we can find you and, and what you're up to these days? Fantasy <laughs> football wise.
0: Oh, you don't want yeah. okay. <laughs> no, to know about. Okay.
1: You don't want to know about our post lives? Show.
0: Post show. I mean, it's going to give you my pooping schedule, but I guess I'll hold back on that one. Yeah, we're we're both... Our primary focus a lot of the time is in-between media. We love in-between media. We cover fantasy football, fantasy NASCAR, DFS, fantasy golf, and life in general, because we all have a life. Well, ish, I guess. (laughs) Depends on the day of the week, right? Especially when you have kids. We just kind of try and focus on the fun stuff in life. And then we edit for fantasy pros. I don't. Jen edits for fantasy pros. Jen, why don't you, here, you're going to do a better job. <laughs> Apparently my brain is just like.
1: Yeah. Uh, yep. Nate's a writer at fantasy pros. I'm an editor at fantasy pros. We're both writers at Razzball writers and editors uh, over at IBT. Um, I'm forgetting something. I think that's well, it. Whatever.
2: You guys do so many things. It is impossible. Mm -hmm. You would have to write them all out and hang them around your house, probably, so that you remember (laughs) all of the things that you have to do.
1: I make Nate do a post-it note every week of, like, what is going on this week? What timer shows? Where do we have to be when? Because it's just too much to keep track of. I mean, being three different platforms, I mean, it's crazy. And having a five-year-old.
2: You're so popular. Just just yeah. say it the Rub way it you in. want
1: to say it. Everybody wants a piece of this.
2: <laughs> well, we want a piece of your minds for tonight because we've got some doozies. You like that transition, Dustin? Huh? That is nice. We're doing our Who'd You Rather. Now, we don't have to choose between our our guests here. We have options on the <laughs> NFL field. I shouldn't say we don't have to. We don't get to choose between them tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we, ha- we have to choose between the fantasy options that we have out there. But uh, we do this all the time. And Dustin, these are my favorite episodes, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I love these. Yeah,
3: same here. But before we get into it, we have to uh, address our normal housekeeping items here right off the top. Uh, first, let's go around the horn. I know you guys, you know, just finished work, so and we are the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Do you have a beverage you're drinking? Or if not, whatever you're drinking, just let us know.
0: Jen, go ahead.
1: Oh, well, I have to, unfortunately, leave the show a little early to go get the five-year-old from school. So I'm opting out, but I do have a uh, Pamplemousse. Let's see here. Pample, Pamplemousse LaCroix in my... United and Orange embarrassing Broncos fan glass.
2: Let's ride. Let's drink Let's that ride. grapefruit. Is it grapefruit? Is that what Pamplemousse is?
1: I have no idea. I like it. I know I like it, so I just keep going with it. It's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. It was on sale at Costco,
0: guys. That's all. Yeah,
1: it was. Yep. We got a variety pack.
0: I do not have to go pick up the kids, so I have a nice, uh, juicy, hazy IPA in my matching United match
2: Nice.
1: You copied my cup?
2: You guys didn't, you didn't, you didn't check in with each other before you came. I use I this, used was this like cup a on every stream.
0: We got him at a Broncos game last year together, so there's nothing wrong with
2: that. No. How about you, Jake? Adorable. I don't have that lovely cup, but I do have a mango IPA uh, from Great Dane, a local beer here that I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about. Dustin, what are you drinking?
3: I am going super basic this evening and just have Wisconsin's best Spotted Cow.
2: Oh, okay. It could have gone a t- couple of different ways. I thought you were talking basic, like, I was a basic bitch last week and drinking my pumpkin spice flavored <laughs> beer, but no. I thought that I was skeptical for you because you're not a, a pumpkin guy. No, God, no. You wouldn't catch me dead drinking that. Uh, <laughs> me, <either. laughs> me neither. Glad you have such a reasonable yeah. response to it. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was pretty reasonable.
0: <laughs> Look, pumpkin spice makes some people completely unreasonable, so
2: it's true. That's a you fair, should see Jake so after terrible. he's been drinking them. I make, I make the wildest trades after I've had a couple of pumpkin spice something or others in my belly. And speaking of which, and speaking of unreasonable things, Dustin, shall we transition right into our drunk trade of the week? Let's do it. Drunk, 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 drunk trade of the week. All right, folks, this one comes to us from Twitter at G Hambit on Twitter. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It says, I was drinking IPAs and vodka when I sent a trade offer out of Jamal Williams for Rashad White and a 23 second round pick. Woke up the next morning to find it was accepted. I think I won that trade by selling Williams high. Well, do we agree with G-Hambit, that he won that trade. Jen, would you classify that as a win?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that selling high now for Jamal Williams is pretty smart. Um, and you're getting a second round in 2023. I mean, I think it's pretty decent. I don't agree with IPAs and vodka. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hate this. I think he won. Yeah, or I she-
0: mean, I think... Getting good value back for Jamal Williams. Though I do think he's probably kind of the goal line option for this Detroit team. If they're trending in the wrong direction, which by all accounts, it looked like it against New England where they couldn't put up a point. You got Rashad White, who could be the RB1 in Tampa Bay next season. And we know this 23 class is loaded with talent. So getting a second plus White, I mean, I I feel like he did win that. Good job, buddy. Mm -hmm.
2: That's two wins, Dustin. Are you making it a trifecta?
3: It's a threesome here with the wins. So, yes, I I agree 100%. You got the better end of the deal on that one. Kudos to you.
2: I was going to say, even if you take out Rashad White, I feel like getting a second-round pick for Jamal Williams makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense. I mean, if you're a contender right now, sure, there's nothing wrong with holding on to a good running back who, Nate, as you said, has a lot of goal line opportunities. The guy was unstoppable scoring touchdowns for the first four games. Uh, so hopefully he could get back to that. But yeah, I respect this. But I am also with you, Jen. IPAs and vodka is a very dangerous and weird combination. Uh, it's no good. I'm, I'm, I'm not into that part of it. I <laughs> <laughs> but overall, a much better drunk trade than I think we're used to on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely. would trade out the, the vodka for whiskey. That I could probably do a little bit easier.
1: And with the IPAs, would you still
2: mix that? In with the yeah, IPAs,
1: but like one or two IPAs, at you know a higher level, with a side of whiskey, sidecar that.
2: That's fair. that, All right. that sounds better. I could get yeah. more on board with that for <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Dustin, I can really get on board with our beer bet payoff this week. Do you want to tell people why?
3: Do I want to? No. Will I? <laughs> yes, because it's what I do here on the show. So yeah, our beer bet last week, and just. To remind you, uh, everyone out there, uh, since the week before we, we nullified the bet uh, because of injury, we said the loser is going to do two shots this week. So, the bet was Joe Mixon versus J.K. Dobbins, full PPR, who scores more points. And Jake, you squeaked by on this one.
0: E- I don't <laughs> i'm trying to make
3: points. myself feel better here uh, i almost yes. triple the points <laughs> yeah joe mixon had 11.8 and jk dobbins had 4.4 4. so yeah needless to say i got hosed on that one um i think it's my hubris thinking that you know i, I had you over the last few weeks before that so sure. uh, I'm i'm a little sad so
2: you're also trying to trick me because you gave me the option of Dobbins versus Mixon and knowing how hard it was for me to bet on Mixon for literally anything, but I mm-hmm. did it. I had to hold my nose doing it, but I'm happy with the result. Here, All
3: right. So as we do, Jake, you're an amazing fantasy football prognosticator slash genius.
2: Cheers. Yeah, thank you. Much appreciated. And down the hatch it goes. I'm for guessing one. you've got... You've got some cinnamon business there. Yep. Some I fireball. Fireball. Yeah. Not a Classic sponsor, Classic Dustin.
3: <laughs> not a sponsor, but Could please be. sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, Could right. Could be. Should be. Maybe. Should be a sponsor for as much as I end up doing on this show. That
0: <laughs> is correct. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
2: Down the hatch number two, Jake. Good job. Back to back. I appreciate it. I didn't know if you are going to spread it out, what your strategy was going to be. I thought about you it, just- but...
3: I'll go to sleep right after the
2: show. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> once, I love it.
1: your words later. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right.
2: Well, now you're all primed to talk about uh, some tough decisions that we have to make on our rosters going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's jump right into it. huh? Let's talk about some would you rathers. We're talking rest of season in our fantasy leagues. Who would you rather ride out the season with here? So, Dustin, if I may... I've been itching. We're not going to go in order of the show sheet because I I should finish a thought when I say something like I've been itching, huh? Yeah. why you gave me that? It is. Exactly <laughs> why. I've been itching. I've talked to my doctor about it, and he says we have to talk about Kyle Pitts and George Kittle <laughs> to get rid of it. So let's do this thing. Let's rip the tight end Band-Aid off here and just ask. Now, these are two options going into the season that we said, all right, they're, I mean, they're top. At worst, six tight ends going into the season in ppr Kyle Pitts, People had pretty high, myself included. People were hopeful for George Kittle still. Instead, they're sitting at tight end 27 and tight end 28 in full PPR and points per game. That is per Fantasy Pro's rankings, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, So, for the rest of this season, I mean, they're both kind of gross options seemingly right now, but if we had to pick one, Nate, who would you rather ride out the rest of this season with?
0: Oh, it's George Kittle. I like the system better. We know how he fits into a Kyle Shanahan offense. We know how he fits into Jimmy Garoppolo being a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is taking backup reps. He's basically going through preseason. This offense is going to gel. As long as Kittle stays healthy, I'm not worried about him. I still think he's a tight end one end of the season. Pitts, though, this seems to be a system issue. This seems to be an Arthur Smith issue. He's just not getting the usage we all thought, especially with Mariota coming in and how he peppered Delaney Walker in Tennessee. I'm more concerned about Kyle Pitts rest of the season. I think Kittle gets right.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Are you on the get right track with Kittle as well, Jen?
1: Yeah. I mean, he basically stole everything I was going to say, but um, we really haven't seen anything from Kyle Pitts this year. And Mariota's kind of flailing out there. Jimmy G just got back into it. Like Nate said, with, you know, he's been taking practice reps for all of this off season and and in the season until two weeks ago. So like they fit together, they know each other. Yes. Kittle had some bumbles this past weekend, but, um, you've got to keep Kittle there in top five and bump pits way, way back out. I mean, he's just not doing it
2: yeah, and the mention here of Arthur Smith and how he relates and how he can utilize him is very interesting. And we'll see with Cordero Patterson maybe sidelined for just a bit. I had higher hopes that Pitts would get some some traction. Dustin, do you think that that's what it would take, or will that even do it to get Pitts back on track?
3: i'm I'm hopeful that Pitts gets back on track, but i'm i I don't without a quarterback change. I think maybe you know if Desmond Ritter. They throw him in because they're Owen or one and whatever come later in the season here. That maybe a quarterback change just with the rookie coming in using the tight end as as his blanket uh, safety blanket there. That that could improve as the season goes on. But I think at this point, I'm going to agree with with our guests here and go with Kittle.
2: I want to believe. I want to so believe in George Kittle. <laughs> it's I don't know. I don't know what to think of either of them, frankly. And the fact that we're now debating between these two or just being like, screw it, man. I'm picking up Tyler Conklin, and I'm just going to see how that shakes out. (laughs) Right. Pretty disconcerting. (laughs) Now, Mm -hmm. hypothetically here, so if if Kittle is kind of the option, is he still a matchup-dependent guy for you? Or are you saying like, week in and week out, I'm just going to leave him in there to see what happens? Any thoughts on that? Uh,
1: this is so hypocritical because I did sit Kittle. I don't even remember in favor of who this past week, but I was like, I just am not feeling it this week. Um, and it ended up working out for me, obviously, but, or maybe not obviously, but it did end up working out for me. Um, I, I, I'll i probably ride him for the rest of the season, depending on, like you said, matchup or performance. If there's poor, poor performance moving forward as he has, more time to reacclimate with Jimmy G.
0: Yeah, I th- I think you kind of have to start him until he falters again. Because, But I don't know. What do I know? He's George what do Kittle, I know? though, guys. He's George Kittle. That's Come the on. thing. is. It's, that's like, oh, well, I'm going to sit Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to sit Aaron Rodgers. You might want to. But...
2: I will sit Aaron Rodgers, Nate. I have sat Aaron Rodgers. And you know that's... what? He needs to think about it and get himself <laughs> back on track. So I'm doing the work for him. Uh, but yeah. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Dustin, who would you like? I do want to move away from tight ends as fast as possible. I just wanted to put that one in because I think we can all agree, and correct me if I'm wrong, but outside of this, it's just like pick up and stream whoever you can, whoever you think can get you a touchdown on that week. Is that kind of our thoughts for tight ends outside of these? Does anybody have like, oh, no, screw these guys. Go get this tight end.
1: I like me mean- Hurst. Mm. Hayden Hurst is a good one. I mean, Taysom Hill, depending on if, where you're classifying mm. him, um, as far as tight end, running back, or wide receiver,
2: four touchdowns will mm-hmm. will give you some confidence. I think it yes. right. sure will. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, ask Travis Kelsey, who also, mm-hmm. of course, he couldn't just let Taysom have it. You know, Kelsey <laughs> had to go then and steal his thunder, getting four touchdowns. Uh, Dustin, who would you like to talk about here next? Nice?
3: Let's, let's move to the glamour position here of the quarterback. And two of the more unlikely quarterbacks I think we'd be talking about, especially where they're ranked at this point in the season, and that's Geno Smith and Jared Goff. We got Geno at seven overall and Jared Goff at nine. What world are we living in
2: here? <laughs> it's a bizarre world. I don't like it. I mean, I do because I just picked up both of these guys. in leagues, But it's still, it's weird.
3: I mean, I think I think there's a case to be made that okay, Jared Goff, you can kind of see what the offensive weapons he has, but Geno Smith. I mean, I, I don't think anyone expected even top 15 for him going into the season here. So well, you, oh, oh, I, I stand corrected.
1: Yeah, I put him top 15 uh, prior to week one. I was uh, breaking down all the quarterback changes and everything that was going on in the league, and I'm looking at Geno, and I'm like he can't lose like with his weapons. He can't now he will not be top 10 or top 12, but I would say in that halfway middle of the road, top 15 isn't outside of the route. Did I see seven? No, but I did put him inside the top 15.
2: That is again, at Jen pole on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and I think everybody just loves Jared Goff because of um oh oh my god. I'm blanking. It's like I've been Sean Day. No. Hard knocks. Hard knocks, thank you. Hard knocks. And and they kind of fell in love with the Lions as a whole, even though we haven't seen it. But my what I've heard is that Jared Goff really wasn't even featured in Hard Knocks. not really was he no no yeah Um, he got to
2: have a little side conversation with eminem when he showed Mm -hmm. up one day at practice that's about as much as he was featured in the show i'll be honest Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so i think everybody's loving the lions and for good reason for sure this season but gino smith man good for him
0: gino's on a better team all around better team which is not something i thought i would necessarily be seeing because unlike jen I still thought there was a chance we'd see Drew Locke by week three or week four. I think that's what a lot of people thought. But,
2: but I think say- it was. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, you. No, you. No, <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, I'm no, going to- i was just going to say, it <laughs> seemed like it was the Mariota to Desmond Ritter situation in Seattle too, where it's like, it could be any number of games and that switch could happen at any time and it's a little scary. But going forward, are you locked into one of them?
0: I like Gino Smith. Better situation. I just think all around. A more veteran coach that's getting to do some neat things. And the injury to Rashad Penny. I think that they're going to be throwing the ball. And I think that's pretty locked in. I think there's some concerns after Penny went off last week. But now that he's hurt, I mean, that's not really a concern. We'll see what Ken Walker does. But I think you can pretty much lock in Gino Smith being a QB one-tier player probably this season. That felt so weird to say.
2: <laughs> well, I'll take it one step further, and I can say this on the podcast because I have waiver priority in my home league with Dustin, so he can't do anything about it. I'm going to be picking up Geno Smith this week. He's still out on waivers. We're one quarterback league, but you know it's finicky. Our league settings are weird. But I mean, I have Trevor Lawrence and I have Kirk Cousins, and there are going to be weeks where I'm going to start Geno Smith over both, and it's going to be most weeks. I think, going forward. Um, But Jared Goff, do we think, for the rest of the season at least, he could be top 12-ish fringe quarterback one, or is that a pie-in-the-sky pipe dream?
0: I think you need this team to stay healthier than they have been. I think they need to get Jamison Williams. We don't know when that's going to happen, if it's even going to happen this season. But, like, if he's missing DeAndre Swift you lose that part of that run game Jamal Williams is inefficient. Like we saw on Sunday and the receivers can't get going against a secondary Goff has no value. He's not gonna be able to do anything with that offense. It relies on them playing bad defenses. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Luckily, luckily they had a fair number of those that they got early in the season. But yeah, Yeah. that's, that's a great call. Well, Dustin, I want to move on to running backs if we could. And this one is very personal for me. So I understand, Dustin, if you don't want to answer this, because you would basically be helping a league mate out here, having to make this very (laughs) tough call. But I'm honestly, and imagine pairing these two names together at the start of the season. Ezekiel Elliott or Daryl Henderson. They're separated by just a few spots right now, literally just a couple of fantasy points. I know people were very high on Zeke. Some were high on Zeke as a bounce back coming into the year. I was low on him, but not this low on him. I wasn't a crazy person low on him. And now Dara <laughs> Henderson. So they're both, they're two sides of a coin because they're both in committees. I mean, everybody is basically. Every running back really is in a committee for the most part. But they're kind of on different paths. like It seems to me Tony Pollard is the better player than Zeke right now, and it also seems to me Daryl Henderson is the better player than Cam Akers right now, but I don't know how that's going to shake out for the rest of the year, so what do we think? Would we rather stick with Zeke or take a chance that they start to play Henderson a little bit more? Jen, any any big thoughts on that one?
1: I think they're probably going to start leaning more on Henderson. They've got to change something. This is not a team that we saw last year and Zeke is gassed. I have hopes have had high hopes, I guess for him to break out. But Tony Pollard is basically paying the bill. He does. He, he's the one out there doing the work he's proving himself. And I just can't, I only have one share of Zeke. I have zero of Daryl Henderson. But if he's available, I'm going out there and I'm going to pick him up because Sean McVay is too smart to allow this team to continue to just plummet like they are. I mean, it's embarrassing being well, a Broncos fan. <laughs> it's not that
0: bad. <laughs> Believe me, I'd still so rather be a Rams fan right now than a Broncos fan. But that said, Jim, you're right. This Cam Akers experiment's got to stop. And as i say that he can't have value, maybe next season, season after. But coming off this Achilles, it takes time to get that confidence in your muscles and your joints back. Because every time you cut, you're afraid you're going to pop that Achilles again. We saw it took Deontay Foreman from 2019 to 2000, 2018 2022 to be comfortable on the field again. And that's, that's four years, and now we're probably seeing him actually be able to run. They've got a lean on Henderson. I'm with Jen on this.
2: I, that's good to know. I'm going to lock that away uh, for future consideration. And that, Dustin, do you care to share some <laughs> thoughts on that, or are you going to pass on yeah. this one?
3: As much as it pains me, I, I will say Daryl Henderson as well, and Really, well, two things. One, I just don't trust Mike McCarthy. Um, I should have learned my lesson uh, from all the years we had to deal with him in the running back situation. But then also, Daryl Henderson is much more involved in the passing game with the Rams, where Zeke has basically been non-existent this year. So I that is really the deciding factor for me, is, is that usage uh, in the passing game.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think if one of them is going to get like, a really staggering workload at any point, it'll be Daryl Henderson. So you might as well wait around for that because Zeke's seven points per week aren't really going to help you regardless.
3: Mm-hmm. And that hurts me a lot. But, <laughs> More uh, than look, the look, fireball? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fire, fireball's kids play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's let's move uh, since we haven't hit the wide receivers yet. Let's let's hit one of those here out of the gate, and let's do a couple of rookies. We've got Garrett Wilson sitting at wide receiver thirty two, and Drake London at wide receiver thirty three, back to back in in the rankings so far this season. Uh, both have flashed in 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 their limited time so far. Um, who'd you rather have? That's.
1: I mean, based on what we were just saying, I mean, you can't really put drake london in there there's no confidence i kind of feel like it has to be garrett wilson
0: which is a weird thing considering how much this household despises zach wilson but i think you're right
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you can root for garrett wilson in his catch you can say oh look at what a good catch you yeah. did and not even pay attention to who's throwing <laughs>
0: that's, that's fair i can yeah. yeah yeah yeah
3: It's basically Uh, what we do as Packer fans every week with uh, Aaron. (laughs) We're just like, we hope the rest of the team does really well. We don't care about Aaron.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We just pretend he doesn't exist after the ball. (laughs) But I I do think it's really interesting with these two. So obviously both rookies, again, back-to-back in points per game, both have had two down weeks. Both came out pretty strong, really strong, actually. Garrett Wilson, especially. That was with Joe Flacco in there, to be fair. And I do think that maybe the quarterback change hurt him in some way. I think it hurt the team in in a whole way. But I'm a Joe Flacco truther, so don't bother with that. But Drake London is more curious. Like, I don't know why he just faded away. I, I really don't. And again, with less competition out there, for snaps and targets, maybe it's just the defenses were like. Well, they got one guy, so let's just cover this one guy. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is, but if that's the case, I I still don't know what his path forward is. I think I would still rather chance him because it seems less cluttered, and I do better with less cluttered depth charts. So I'm just gonna say Drake London, but not with a lot of confidence.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna say Drake London as well here, only because he seems to be getting. The lion's share of the targets at this point, uh, kind of going off of what Jake said here. It's a less cluttered depth chart there, so I'll, I'll just go with who's going to be getting more targets at this point.
0: Well, Jen, I can tell when we're not wanted. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry you wanting me to go get Jackson now?
0: Oh no, no, no! I was making a joke. You
2: go get Jackson. Now. <laughs> Look, well, this is from... He has
1: to be picked up.
2: <laughs> this is well, an Elijah Moore podcast. <laughs> uh we'll have you to, Actually, that's not even really that true. No. Um, it's a honestly, Corey Davis podcast. That's what it is. <laughs> honestly, the Jets are just a complete conundrum to me. And that's why, like, I really don't. I thought I had the running backs figured out. I think that's more clear. But, like, you still got a goal line vulture and, you know, Michael Carter while Brees Hall is doing all of the work. It's kind of the Jamal Williams treatment. That yeah, a little bit. About. I don't know. The Mm -hmm. whole thing is is strange. But hopefully this one's a little bit less strange. Well, strange as a fantasy comparison. Not strange as in who's involved. Because one of these guys is real fucking strange. I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence or Russell (laughs) Talent Unlimited Let's Ride Subway Sandwich Wilson which is his full name. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence, QB 19 in points per game. Russell Wilson, QB 21 still in points per game. This is so bizarre. Uh, We were high. I know Dustin and I were on both of these guys, Mm -hmm. to some extent, coming into the season. And I, I don't know what to make of this. Nate, any ideas of, is it going to get better on the field for either of these guys going forward?
0: You know, I think it is going to in Jacksonville. I think this is a team that's headed in the right direction with Doug Peterson, good coach, good personnel. Um, but I don't I, – if Denver doesn't get rid of Nathaniel Hackett, I'm concerned. I'm real concerned about this offense and this team in general. With all the talent they have, they should be a lot better. Like, a lot better. We just lost our left tackle for the season with a broken leg. Our secondary apparently is falling apart now too. We lost Javante Williams. This is a team that's just an absolute mess. And Russell Wilson, I mean, he's looked okay, but the scheme is just bad. And until they fire Hackett, that's not going to change. Then you've got an interim coach. So for me, it's Trevor Lawrence. I think that he just continues to grow throughout the season.
2: Yeah, and and Jen, I mean – Trevor Lawrence has had a couple of kind of spike weeks, whereas Russell doesn't feel like he's hit that yet. Do you think at least some spike weeks could be coming for him, or do you have a strong preference for one of these guys?
1: Look, I could talk about Russell Wilson for hours and hours and hours. The whole team has fallen apart around him. I feel like he's the only one really doing anything. If you look at his stats from this last weekend, it was like... 274 yards. Um, he ran, he had a rushing touchdown, something 22 yards. Like his stats were crazy. It was the two interceptions that killed him. Nobody could catch the ball. He was hitting everybody in the numbers for the most part. He was running it efficiently himself and to uh, Melvin Gordon. And it was just like it wouldn't stop. The disaster would not stop. It was horrible. Trevor Lawrence is a very young guy still in the NFL. He still has a lot to learn. Um, I think his hair will take him places. And, <laughs> you know, I think for now, I've still got to stick with Russell Wilson because people are calling for Hackett's head. They want it on a stake. They're sick of it. They're We're, we're impatient, you know? We're impatient Broncos fans over here. And if there's no coaching change... Give it two more weeks, stick with Russ, and then you got to go Lawrence. I mean, he'll probably be more proven by then anyways.
2: Fair enough. Dustin, are you strong on one of these? And should do we have to apologize for Nathaniel Hackett going over there and ruining Denver? Is that on us as Packer fans that we no. have to do that? Okay. No. <laughs> Nate says no, yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry.
3: Yeah. As much as I want to say Russell Wilson for the rest of the season, I I agree that unless there's a coaching change or something significant that happens that you just can't trust them at this point. Uh, so barring that, um, I will say Trevor Lawrence, um, a- as listeners of the show know, uh, very high on this offense coming into the season this year. So I'm going to leave my flag planted there and, and stick with Lawrence. I do. I do think he's going to continue um, as as he learns this Doug Peterson offense here. I think they will start to gel more, and and you'll see a more consistent production as the season progresses.
2: Yeah, I'm going to just. I think I just have to absorb the up and down weeks of Trevor Lawrence. It it kind of depends. It's such a lame answer, but it does depend on what you need out of your week. Like, do you need your quarterback to just give you a a few a reasonable performance because Russell will still do that I think week to week but Trevor Lawrence has the up and down like if I need a big score potential I still would lean towards Trevor which is weird to say I would not have thought I'd say that coming into the season but that's where I stand for now we're
0: just saying some Hmm. weird stuff today
2: yeah we need to start a new podcast
1: it's like did I just say that did I just say that
2: (laughs) (laughs) Done. TM. Trademark it yep. you now. Yep. <laughs> right, who do you want to talk about next? <laughs>
3: All right. Let's, let's go back to running back here. And um, we've got our hometown favorite here, AJ Dillon sitting at RB40 and Travis Etienne at RB42. So, I know. I'll chime
1: in on this real quick because then I really do have to go get my kid. Otherwise, the YMCA will keep him for life. Um, I think I'm sticking with A.J. Dillon. Like, I just have too much confidence, maybe, in the Packers and their ability to um, continue with the running game. Travis Etienne, I mean, I know you guys are high on the Trevor Lawrence thing, but, like, I just haven't seen it. I want to see more, and I don't know that we will.
0: Well, the problem for me... Everybody does. The problem with Etienne is that I don't think he's going to turn out to be the elite pass-catching running back everybody keeps saying he's going to be. I see it. And I think Dylan's value... I mean, let's be honest. Has Aaron Rodgers looked great?
2: No, not at all. No, this is a
0: team that's going to need to start running the ball more. They lost to the freaking New York Giants last week. Like, come on. That was that was embarrassing. They to, they're going to have to start running the ball more. Whereas Jacksonville, they don't have to do anything. Nobody expected them to do shit this season. I mean, they're already better than most people thought they were going to be. So they get to experiment. They get to air it out. They get to play around with Etienne and James Robinson. Whereas Green Bay is expected to be a contending team. And they better start running the ball if the wants to keep his job.
2: Well, if everybody here in this podcast right now could write a strongly worded letter to Matt LaFleur and say, look, more than nine carries in a game would be great for this studly (laughs) running back that you have. Then I think we might have something there. I'm actually skeptical that they'll truly let him do that, apart because I think Aaron Jones has looked so good. And like I, I want both of them to get fed, but Aaron Jones has just looked even better all around right now. I was inspired, I guess, by his last game, Etienne's last game, and he finally started to get some semblance of usage. Whether that holds up or not, I don't know. It was the first one where he was the clear, better running back than James Robinson. But it's just one game, so I'm probably overestimating that a bit, too. Uh, I just, I want, I know what you said, Nate, but I want, I want to believe he's a pass catcher. Maybe not an elite one, I just want to believe that they'll finally use him and he'll get like four targets a game, and that would be enough. For
0: me. Well, I mean, he I got five last week, so he's no album. So it community. can happen, <laughs> but it can happen. You're <laughs> right, Jake.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I'm going to go with AJ Dillon here as well. I just, I think that Lafleur will figure it out and figure out a way to have both these running backs be viable in this offense, and actually do what he says or what he says after every single game we need to get these guys more involved with the game plan. So I think he will figure that out eventually. Um, and I just don't trust Etienne right now. Why he's looked great coming back from that injury uh, this from this past off season. Um, yeah. The Jags are just a conundrum right now. And if they're going to be scoring points like they have early in the season this year, and I know they played some soft defenses. So maybe that, you know, the game stri- script has something to do with it, but James Robinson has looked great as well. So if he's going to continue to look great and they're actually going to be in like neutral game scripts, I would expect Robinson to get more run there. Where Etienne, you know, if he is the pass catcher, you know, they're going to be using him more in those negative game scripts where they need to air it out. I respect that.
2: Well, hey, before we move on to our next one, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. Go pick up the kids so yeah, they don't. Thank you so away. much.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me. This was fun, guys. I'm, I'm, down to clown, as Nate put it, anytime.
2: <laughs> well, the pole vaults are always welcome on this podcast. That's right. All right. Thanks, Bye, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Now that she's gone, Nate, what did you really think about her last take? This is an expose. It's a gotcha podcast that we're doing. We
0: literally, she has a desk where she was just sitting. And I sit on the couch with my laptop all day while she edits and writes and I edit and write. So we kind of, we talk about so much football and we don't agree most of the time. And she always ends up being right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a magical Mm -hmm. day. Uh, I I love that. Uh, I do. Well, let's see, you know, you get to have the solo opinion out of the couple for this one. So we'll throw it over to Deontay Johnson. Or Rashad Bateman, wide receiver 37 versus wide receiver 40 in points per game right now, both of them kind of looking like, well, uh, it depends on the game, right? So, Nate, do you have a strong sense of, you know, rest of the season, is Kenny Pickett good enough for Deontay Johnson? Is Rashad Bateman good enough to be the wide receiver one on the Ravens?
0: So, I think that Kenny Pickett is better... Deontay Johnson than Mitch Trubisky was he just looked he, he throws a better ball plain and simple I like the way Pickett looked on Sunday against a really tough Bills team he didn't completely fall apart I'm not going to say he held his own because we all know that's a lie he got pummeled, but I think rest of season this is just simply a better situation and Deontay going to get more volume than Rashad Bateman In an offense that just likes to run the ball in Baltimore, on volume alone, I like Deontay Johnson over Bateman
3: the rest of the season. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Although I just want to say, why can't they use Bateman like they're using Devernay there? Uh, I I just I don't understand it. um, It's frustrating because Bateman is an amazing player. I want to see him unlocked, um, but it's just not going to happen. I don't think. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Nate. Here, Deontay Johnson is the answer for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, I was stupid high on Bateman coming into this season, and he's made he's made me feel like they look at him more like a Sammy Watkins than like an AJ Brown, and that's not what I want out of a, a wide receiver. Obviously, especially for consistency's sake. So it's really it's really disconcerting. Hopefully, it's partly because of the injuries, and maybe it's sure. you know he's fighting through that. You know that was kind of the excuse last year though too in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know. It's not like it's not like Pittsburgh has been hyper targeting anybody else, but the ascension of George Pickens does maybe have me a little bit nervous for Deontay Johnson in obtaining like a a really high ceiling. I think he can still be incredible, but I think the ceiling is still more there for Bateman if healthy. So damn it, I'm gonna be stubborn and I'm gonna ride into the sunset with Rashad Bateman. And we'll see how that works.
0: So, you know, something that I think is interesting in Pittsburgh, why get you be concerned about volume? This is Pat Fryer's third concussion in under 12 months. Mm-hmm. Most Ooh. neurological doctors are going to tell him that he needs to walk away from the game, or he could be looking at permanent brain damage. At the very least, he's probably out for at least three to four weeks. Deontay Johnson is going to be the guy. With Muth gone, they're not going to use Chase Claypool. He's not a reliable wide receiver. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if that maybe tilts the tables for you there, Jake. I'm just trying to get everybody to agree with me here, damn
2: it. Hey, no, and that's that's a great point because Mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, especially when it comes to red zone targets and that kind of thing, like the touchdown upside is then naturally going to be there for Deontay and just middle of the field work. So, you know, and Najee hasn't looked like a Mm -hmm. storm breaker uh, like people were hoping. So he's not a concern for me. So to your point, I, you know what it is? I have to get over the tiny hands that are throwing in the ball. That's all. That's all it is. I keep fixating on Kenny Pickett's tiny little hands, little baby hands, and that's a me problem. That's not a him problem. So I'll work on it. I'll work on it.
0: I have the same size hands as Kenny Pickett. You met me in person. That's not a good thing, but he manages to make it work. <laughs> it
2: does. And it, I don't even think he double gloves. I, I think people are talking <laughs> about him double gloves. I don't even think he does um do you no. think
3: do you think he walks around and just says
2: here take my good
3: hand <laughs> <laughs> i
2: hope so i, I hope so dustin.
0: <laughs> oh geez
2: well that's the last who would you rather that i have dustin do you have anybody else that you wanted to throw into the mix
3: no i think you had a great list there jake here for this evening thank
2: you i tried i tried now do we want to get towards uh uh, a little bit of recap, and a little bit of uh, forward-looking forward. Looking as well.
3: Yeah, so um, this is our segment for the starts of the week. So last week, Jake, you had Dallas Goddard going against Arizona, finishing with 17.5 points as the tight end four on the week, so congratulations on your pick there.
2: Not what I said. Remember, I was like, he's the tight end two this week. and He wasn't the tight end two. Taysom Hill, I blame him in part, but uh, still a good showing <laughs> That's for fair. God.
3: Yes. And then I had James Robinson going against a vulnerable Houston defense, only had 5.9 points, finishing as the RB50. So a bit of a whiff there for myself, but we're looking forward
2: now. So, Jake, who do you have for this week? Well, in honor of our guests, I thought I would go to Mile High Stadium. Well, actually, not because they're not playing at home. But I want to go to <laughs> Melvin Gordon playing at the Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh, uh, revenge the revenge Yeah, exactly right. It's all I didn't even process that as I, I put this down. But now through the through the roof, man. Uh, no, the Chargers have just not been good against the run. Purely, they've been really, really bad. And losing mm. Joe Joey Bosa, of course, isn't going to help anything. And it's not that they've been great in any other facet of defense. It's just they've been sort of woefully bad against the run. But couple that with the fact that what people were afraid of this past week with Melvin Gordon, which is, oh, great. We've got, uh, you know, Mike Boone going to come in and cut into his workload a bunch. We've got Latavius Murray, the new signee, who's going to come in and and cut into his workload. And it just wasn't the case. To To his credit, Mike Boone did look good. He looked better playing than Melvin Gordon did at the end of that game. But I don't think that that's going to be a big shift of momentum for them in game planning this week. A, Melvin Gordon didn't fumble. So congratulations to you, Mel. Uh, Appreciate it because that would have been the death knell. But just the simple fact that he was out there, he actually was getting some targets, had almost 100 scrimmage yards. I really like him against this defense. He's like a top fringe, top 12 guy for me this week.
0: I can see that against the Chargers defense. And I hope you're right.
3: Be we got to
2: believe. That's
3: right. Nate, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, do you have a start of the week for us?
0: You know, I do. And I'm going to go with Zacherts going up against a Seattle defense that just can't stop tight ends at all. Except for I needed Jawan Johnson to do something last week because I kept telling people to start him. And it did not pan out for me. But this is what I think Zach Ertz is he's gonna have a great day against a team that literally is hair. they are gonna play some points to tight ends. Who gives up that many points
2: to a tight end? Unless hey, t-
0: it's <laughs> it's and not your it's skewed, fault. it's skewed by Taysom Hill a little bit.
2: But it's not your fault that every other tight end on the Saints got their due except for Juwan Johnson. Nobody mm-hmm. was gonna see it. Adam Troutman had a touchdown, like that's not that's not on you. Look, all right. Bob Harris
0: told me it was a good call, so I will be okay with it, even though it didn't pan out. <laughs> Perfect.
3: <laughs> all right, and my start of the week here this week is Ramondre Stevenson versus Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland has one of the worst rush defenses uh, in the league this year. Uh, in the bottom four here. And reminder, Stevenson has just looked really good here the last couple weeks. Looks like he's starting to maybe take hold of this backfield and there's going to be some clarity there. So I like to see that continue this week and uh, he should put up a a solid RB2 performance at worst.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like his absolute floor. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this pick. Uh, dare we? Now, Nate it's it's completely up to the guest you are not beholden to do this we do a beer bet every single week uh we pick one game right and we basically pit position versus position or a guy versus a guy from the same game and we stake our claim now you're welcome to participate in this beer bet but if you want to abstain and just laugh at us next week you're also welcome to do that
0: no i'm in let's do it yes yes
2: all right, Dustin. Is it your turn or my turn this week, by the way? To pick? No, it's, it's, it's your my.
3: turn. It's your turn. Remember I gave you the Joe Mixon um, oh.
2: conundrum last week? Oh, that's right. I just wanted to hear you say that again. Uh, it's, it's my turn pick. to pick it this week. <laughs> and I would like to uh, uh, to look at quarterback versus quarterback here for this week. So I want to turn our attention to the... Uh, excuse me, two well, no, I was gonna do Dolphins versus Vikings, but I just realized if Tua doesn't play, that's completely and, and for what it's worth, he may be back this week, but I kind of don't wanna cripple us that way. So let me let me reverse course here. Let let us do quarterback versus quarterback. But this is gonna be gross. Nate, you said you don't sit Aaron Rodgers. I want to put this to the test. We have the Packers versus the Jets. So we have the guy that you really hate, Zach Wilson, versus the guy that we really hate, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) So let's do quarterback versus quarterback. Neither have been good. It's a gross bet. But let's do total fantasy points, Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson this week. And let's defer to you as our guest here, Nate, so you can stake your claim first.
0: Well, obviously, I have to go Aaron Rodgers. And I think I'm going to be right you guys are going to be taking shots or I'm going to have to make a little quick cameo appearance next week at the beginning of the show. and Do a shot,
2: but I like it. I like it. It's I'm a win, win, win,
0: win, win, win.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so many wins. So it's all winning. Justin, are you going on team win, 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 win?
3: No, I'm not actually. I'm going to go with, uh, Zach Wilson here. Um, uh, just like he he likes to uh, slay those older women, he's going to slay this Packers defense this week. And uh, Let's be honest. The Packers defense, there is at least one wide receiver. It'll probably be Corey Davis this week. Or no, it'll be Braxton Berrios, so let's be honest. He will be open all game long and rack up like 120 yards and two touchdowns because they can't cover him for some reason. So that's why I'm going with Zach Wilson.
0: I have all about right. 40 I... best ball shares of Braxton Berrios that I really hope, they really hope you're right, man.
2: Look, we're all going to try and will it into existence. This is going to be Braxton Berrios week. That can be our collective start of the week. Well, you know, we have our individual ones, but we're going to pull our big brains together to get the podcast start of the week, and that's Bra- Braxton, Braxton Berrios. And Berrios. <laughs> You guys, oh YouTube is going to kick you guys off after <laughs> <laughs> this.
0: This um, is bad
2: news. Oh, <laughs> gross. All right, I am actually going to – what kind of world is this? I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers this week. I'm oh. going to side with Nate on the win, 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 win. It's just purely because of how bad the Jets have been and how bad the Packers did against that other New York team last week. Maybe there's some fire, and they're just going to, for one game and one game only – you know, let him throw to whatever the receivers are supposed to be there. Um, I will go with Aaron, but not feel confident. All right. I
0: put $20 in fab down on Randall Cobb, so.
2: What could go wrong? Exactly. (laughs) He's going to have a terrible week, probably. It's hard to say. uh, I'm not big on his long-term season outlook, but he's going to have a couple of games like that for sure. Mm -hmm. He'll pop which is why I was
3: picking him up in best ball the last round all off season. Mm
2: -hmm. It's a good call. That's why you listen to drinking and talking fantasy folks. That's right.
3: All right. So that's the end of our show sheet. Um, So that is going to call it for the night. I think here Um, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody, check your waiver wires for drop players for your, uh, co-managers out there that are tilting uh, their faces off. Uh, We do have buys starting this week, so please take out your players of the Lions, Raiders, Titans, and Texans. They will not score you any points whatsoever, which is not helpful.
0: Unless you're Um, playing me, leave them in your lineups, please. (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) And, uh, Nate, before we get out of here, why don't you uh, give us one more time where people can find you, what you do. All that good stuff that you want to promote at this point.
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nate Paulvote. I have a link tree in my bio that has links to some of my stuff. I, I I have to just get sit down and finish it, which I will do probably sometime in 2023. Uh, right now, you can find me weekly on between Media, actually twice weekly on our YouTube channel. You can find me at Fantasy Pros. You can find me at Rasball Trophy Smack, and I just started doing video content for Player Profiler at Roto Underworld on Twitter. So.
2: a real renaissance man man.
0: that's right a real idiot that's
2: right
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jake any parting words here before
2: we uh, get off no just a big thank you to you Nate and to Jen as well for stopping on shining some light into our podcast we much appreciate it Mm -hmm.
3: yeah big thank you from me as well uh, to both of you it's great to have you back on the show as always folks go out Do all those things. Give us a rate and review, five stars. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. Our DMs are always open for any fantasy football-related questions, especially at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football.
2: Cheers, FFers. Cheers.